Cunts and wieners and bullshit. My finger is swelling. Well, now we've... Uh, Outside of the cut. Ouch. Well, now we definitely have your voice. Yeah, we definitely got you. Yep, we definitely got your voice this week. to the Drunken Fan Podcast, where we talk about a team that is yet again winning in the playoffs in FC <laughs> Dallas. We've also got another team called the Dallas Cowboys who have predicted me correct this week. They didn't necessarily blow them out, but it was good. And then uh, They didn't predict anything. No, you I predicted. did. No, did I say they? Yeah, they, you said they predicted me the correct this week. No, oh, damn. This is why you should open the show. I do. They, should, they, they proved me correct. In the prediction that I made last week, uh, so but we'll get to that in a second. We've also got the Rangers, the Mavs, and the Stars this week. A lot of Mavericks news this week, so this is going to be great. But uh, I guess we can go ahead and start with the Rangers if you want. Jump on in. All right. So really, the Rangers. Old, the Rangers. I don't know if we have a whole lot of. I know that that's your Rangers confident voice there, but nothing really too confident this week. Um, but nothing too bad. Um, they uh, there was one report that did come out and say. Uh, oh, by the way, my name's Cameron. Oh yeah, that's what the report said. Yeah, the report said my name is Cameron. It so said, oh, it, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're starting to take notice of what we're doing here, so it's great. By the way, uh, oh, I'm Mal. And uh, before we go get, ahead, go ahead and do the yeah, plug. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a Twitter. It's uh, drunken drunken fan, and then the number one on the twitter.com or you could just search for the drunken fan podcast and we have an email address if you have a problem with anything we say or you just want to say hi or check in we're, we're still going global see, too see how we're doing yeah that's drunken questions at gmail.com and one thing funny i mean i'm glad cameron mentioned yep, this go ahead one thing that i wanted to do is start uh because i've been looking at the analytics i want to start talking about the furthest away listener for the previous week's episode. So, I doubt you'll be back. <laughs> this person this person I, just saw the word drunken and said, I'm in. I doubt you'll hear this. But if you are our listener in Leinster, Leinster, Ireland, just the, well, the one listener in Ireland. The one, yeah, it's, it's not like you're going to be confused with any other Irish person. <laughs> yeah, oh man. He said Leinster. I'm yeah, no, Leinster. I'm in Leinster. <sighs> Maybe next week you'll get that shout out, buddy. That was a. I, I just want to say that's as close as I can get to an Irish accent, too. So, <laughs> so I don't even. I don't even try anymore. But how about how about you doing? How about that? <laughs> so, if you're still listening, our Irish person and our <laughs> Finnish people, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. Maybe whenever the maybe whenever hockey season comes again, well, you'll you'll come back. But yes, send us some emails. We're Let us know home. how you found out about us. Yes. And uh, but I'm sure the Irish person just said drunken whatever this is I'm on board and then heard us and went I'm they, out. They don't sound drunk at all. Nope. Yeah, they they need to work on their drunkenness. So um, let me tell you some. Okay. And just like that we can turn it on. Hello. <laughs> so anyway, 
Uh, but yeah, we can talk about the Rangers first since this one's going to be the quickest. But there was a report that came out. And if you actually read the report, I didn't read it until today. I just read the headlines. But it tur- it looks like that the Angels are the ones that are mostly interested in uh, J.A. Happ. But uh, the- it's also showing... Matt. But the <laughs> there's the first one this week. We... Uh, but it, it looks like that the Rangers are also showing some interest, too. So I asked you about it and and uh, wanted to know what you think, and you said... It's Mike Miner without the production. But I'm telling you, people were saying the same thing about Mike Miner whenever they signed him. They weren't saying he was Mike Miner without the production. No, but they were saying, they, <laughs> but they were saying that Mike Miner, what has he done? They're, they were sitting there, and, and they, were, they were all up in arms because they gave Mike Miner a press conference for signing here. And I remember people going... Why give Mike Miner this big press conference but, like he's some Cy Young winner or something like I mean, that? But the, at the end of the day, though, just because he did well in Texas, you know what I mean? Like that's it's that's a low bar for being uh, for pitching well in Texas. You just got to look better than the other guys. Well, but see, but now it's different though because <clears throat> it's a completely different ballpark, and now maybe pitchers would be more apt to sign here. <coughs> And you can actually have those big name free agents. I'm not saying that J.A. Happ is that big free agent, um, but no, he's not. No, I'm not saying that he is. But it just it all and it also is kind of going against what John Daniels was saying anyway, that they want to be younger. But I know that we talked last week that yeah, he's 38. I I know I know, and that's definitely going the opposite direction of younger. But uh, here's aren't we all? Yeah, I know. I was about to say we're creeping up to that age anyway, so it's weird to sit there and say that that's get that that's old. At general rule of thumb for baseball, well, not well for pitchers. At this point in my life, anybody who's older than me and playing sports, I just think they don't have very long left. Yeah, like I don't play sports, and I, I know how much my knees hurt. Did you? Imagine? I know everyone keeps telling me like you're thir- you're 32, like you're so young. Like yeah, tell that to my knees, my knees, <laughs> my neck. So, <laughs> so it just. It, but according to this report here, it says that the Angels are interested, and then like if you keep scrolling down and reading the article, it just which, says, oh yeah, and the Rangers are interested too. But which, you had an interesting take on this before this we started is, recording. This is the classic John Daniels trolling L.A. move. <laughs> Every year, the Rangers show interest in somebody, and then the Angels pay them way too much money and think, this is the year that we finally put somebody around Mike Trout, and then it never works. So, yeah. I'm, it started with I'd Josh Hamilton. Yeah, if, I'd, be, I'd be willing to say that this is that year. It's just, yeah, it's just a troll. Again. It's just a troll job there for, uh, for John Daniels. I think he saw something with Josh Hamilton and was like, hey, there's something going here. So let's just show interest to anyone else I feel is going to be overrated. And then the angels are going to be like, no, come to us. We'll give you so much more money. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's really it. I mean, he's 38. He's been pitching for 14 years and his ERA last year was 3.47 over nine starts. So it's not like, and last year it's also hard to right. That, that ERA could go way down. It could go way up. Well, but you you could say the same thing about any year, like any player. I know, know? but, but over the course of a season, it's going to fluctuate. You don't, yeah. Yeah. You don't know the, the upward or downward trends could inflate or deflate numbers with a smaller sample size. And over the course of the season, it's going to, balance out so we don't know if they if he potentially could have finished lower or higher than that 
Yeah, but I mean, if it, the Angels and the Rangers both were terrible last year in ERA, terrible, and, and so they, uh, they the Rangers were were at five point oh two, and the Angels were third worst in the American League at five point oh nine. So if you get someone in here that's lower that's lower than that, it's going to be an improvement. But I just don't. <laughs> I maybe maybe this is just like a thing for maybe they're they're just trying to fill in some spots of players that are no longer going to be here, you know, because, I mean, it, yeah. so, I like, I don't know. Maybe they're... But here's, yeah, here's okay, the, thank, you, thank you. Please save me. I'm kind of rambling. Here's the thing, though, that it would be encouraging if the Rangers do pick this guy up. Uh, his whip last year was the lowest it's it's been, and the whip is uh, walks and hits versus innings pitched. And his whip was 1.054, which is the lowest whip he's ever had. So it probably would come back up, but uh, that's a good thing in a hitter stadium to have. It generally in in a hitter's park. Which, would you still call the Ranger? Would you still call Goldblight Field a hitter's park? Did you watch the World Series? I know, I know, but I mean, you're not going to have World Series mm. contenders playing in your park every single night. Fair, but I mean, so those numbers those numbers are skewed. As well, whenever it comes to that, because it's true. Okay, so. did you watch the Rangers season? Yes, I did. Okay, there we go. Case yeah. closed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But for for Rangers and for Rangers fans, generally a good predictor of a pitcher's success in Globe Life Field or even in the ballpark in Arlington is going to be your WHIP, because that's how many chances somebody gets to get on base it per inning. So does that include so per inning? He Sorry. he averaged one base runner. Do you does that also include home runs? Yeah, that's that, that's any hit. So do you think? So do you think that the maybe the Yankee Stadium kind of misconstrued that too? Because that's very friendly to uh, to left-handed be. hitters because be. that that right field is super short. Could be, so, and he still had it that low. Yeah, and be. I mean, but and it says he only had nine starts. I don't have the numbers in front of me of how many home he, games he started, how many away games he started. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> he. Uh, he averaged 6.8 hits per nine innings, uh, two walks or 2.7 walks, 7.7 strikeouts. Um, this is per start. I, yeah, yeah. I don't have his his splits. Another another thing that's interesting is he averaged about five innings a start. He had 49.1 innings uh, over nine starts. Just yep. just under, yeah, just over five, and uh, a start. So. <clears throat> that's i mean so what kind of so but it, you just uh, he, he he's not a flashy name my only problem with it is this once again seems like a move of a team that's trying to shore up and find that last like yeah that missing piece to shore the, up yeah. the, the the five slot of their rotation and and become a contender that's not where the Rangers are. Definitely not. Obviously, we went over the numbers just a second ago with their ERA, uh, <coughs> but I'm I'm wondering if. Uh, well, I was wondering something. A wonder, wonder, madua. What's in a wonder ball? Yeah. That's so weird that you know that too, because it's the commercials that you remember are always the commercials that. Hmm. I love Spearmint. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny, man. Like, I, like all those commercials that I haven't heard in years, and I just still remember. Hit me again, Tube Sock, you know? <laughs> that fucking that weird-ass Sour Skittles commercial or whatever. <laughs> it still gives me nightmares. Um, 
Are you quite done? <laughs> no. Okay, so, but I'm wondering, you just said earlier, whenever we first started this, you said he was Mike Miner without the production. <clears throat> yeah. But it sounds like his numbers were pretty good last year, so that sounds like he produced. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. He's 38. Typically, when somebody's having their best numbers of their career at 38, you start looking at, were they cheating? You know what I mean? Yeah, and they said there was actually a report that came out about that. We we were gonna run through the Rangers, and here we are. I actually read a report that said that the that MLB actually didn't do any PED testing this I mean, this season. They did recently because Robinson Cano just got busted, and he's suspended for the entire season. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I like I said, I don't. Th- that wasn't on the score app or anything. That might have been some tabloid bullshit that I saw. It, and I just saw the headline. I didn't read it. Bullshit. 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 But uh, so I mean I don't I don't know so but maybe yeah I mean there's there is always that that possibility. I mean I, I I'm and that's what, just speculation of course right of course it's speculation but what's not speculation Justin is, Verlander is uh, well mm-hmm. uh, what's okay it is still speculation but what's a, a safer uh, call is that uh, that won't hold up that won't hold next year or yeah. even the year after yeah. if if it does hold next year he's not doing that at 40 yeah and it the just dude ain't nolan ryan yeah i know and it just it just seems ridiculous it seems completely backwards of what john daniels has been promising this offseason so here's yeah. hoping that nothing against the guy like he, he like you said he had a respectful year last year a very but small sample size the, of last year it's just here's the thing it, to me i feel like the rangers picking him up would be disrespectful to him because his numbers show that he could be that guy that's not the flashy, quote-unquote, finishing, missing piece, but that guy who's going to go to a contender and shore up their rotation, at be a solid number five starter, and really contribute to a team that could go on and, and try to win a championship. And that's not where the Rangers are, and I feel like if you sign this guy, it's kind of slap in the face to him. Yeah, yeah. And also <clears throat> your young pitchers that we've been talking about the last few weeks that have been looking great. Right. And uh, in, in well, the good Lee, yeah. Well, I mean, it, as good as they can right now in that yeah. in that prospect league. So, right, I, yeah. I, I, it seems like that if you want to go younger, the pieces are there to go younger. I don't think there's really any need to bring in any big free agents. Like your farm system is is littered, is peppered at least on the pitching side, and on the I mean, and on the fielding side. You know, like you've got you've got some young players that they're, they're not ready, and I understand that. But I mean. You're not like what you're not playing to lose. Well, or you're not playing to win right now. You're playing to get the younger players some experience. So why not do that? Whether they're ready or not, just give them some right. give them some it's, time. That's part of a rebuild season. Yeah. Or and it'll seasons be and that'll is, be fun to is, watch. Is bringing guys up and seeing if they can hack it or not. Seeing if if they get the whole season or maybe even like half a season to to see if they pan out and just bringing the guys up and seeing if they're ready. You might be surprised. Yeah, so I, I, that's that's what I think should happen. I don't think J.A. Happ is the answer. I don't know any Rangers fan that would ever tell you that J.A. Happ is the answer. I mean, it just... Yeah. Hopefully, it's just John Daniels like, just trolling the Angels, and we're okay with that. All right, like when I said the Rangers <clears throat> should go after Charlie Morton, I was I was more so when I came to terms... Uh, before I came to terms with the fact that the Rangers are going to be at least four years away from legitimately being a contender... At least. And that's if they completely full-on dedicate to the rebuild this year. And if they sign guys like Charlie Morton or J.A. Happ, 
that's not what's going to happen. Now, if you if you bring in like a Trevor Bauer or a younger pitching stud, that speeds up your timetable a little bit because you're bringing that guy out, that guy in not necessarily just to win now, but to win for a while. And that's a different. I would be okay with something like that, or like if they were to trade for a Noah Syndergaard or somebody like that who's from the DFW area. That I could see, but J.A. Happ or Charlie Morton or any of the any anybody over 32, 33. I mean, it just seems, and I don't know if because I, I just said I don't think that, the, that you should really sign a big name free agent. And we've been talking about Jacques Peterson <coughs> this whole time and just possibly giving him that deal. I don't even know if that would even be the case either because that might be a slap in the face to him too, just well, because he. I know that if he were to go to a contender, I mean, obviously he doesn't need to contend for anything. He just won, but he he played on the mm-hmm. contender, like the World well, Series champ, and didn't play much until. The reason why it's a slap in the face for J.A. Happ and not necessarily Jock Peterson is this could be Happ's last stop. Right, right. I know, but I mean, I, it would it, if you signed Peterson for like four or five years, even six years, it's not his last stop. Yeah, you know. Uh, so if you brought in, like I said, if you brought in somebody like that, that speeds that timetable up a little bit mm-hmm. and you go from, Oh, well maybe we'll be ready to compete in three, four years to two, three seasons, maybe, you know what I mean? And then if you bring in like, it's, it, and if, it, if, if, it, it's just about bringing in younger players that, that are going to be less so like we're banking on you having a good season this season, but we're banking on you being good for the next four five seasons. That's it's, it's not not that a rebuild is just you have to co- go with what you have completely, but it, you change your mentality when you're signing free agents. It goes from we want to be good right now this year. We don't care if you're bad next year. To no, we want you to we want to we want you to get better over the next five seasons, and the who rest is, of the team is, is going to get is better you? around you. Who are you? Like you're saying, we want you to get better over the next four <laughs> like, or five. Are you like, talking about like, like a if Jock you were to bring in Jock Peter? Okay. Yeah. And how would that or, a Noah, or like a, if you traded for like Noah Syndergaard and or you th- somebody you th- like that? You think that that's going to speed a younger up, player? You think that that's going to speed up the process because the younger players aren't going to be called up and it's not going to be an experiment. It's an experiment. I don't know why I said it. it's not going to be an experiment. I it's love just, experiment. You th- <laughs> yes. Uh, Do you think you think that that's just because the players aren't going to be called up? They're going to be staying in Triple and Double A, and then they're going to get more time to work on things down there. No, I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm saying. That's a move that would solidify your core guys for the next four or five seasons and bring the younger guys up in a less uh, less of a pressure situation. You know what I mean? It's not like they're you're we're bringing you up and you're the guy right now. We're gonna bring you up and you've got training wheels, so to speak. Yeah, but I I think that this whole thing is since since John Daniels has committed to being younger, I think that even if they sign someone or they don't, and they. And they bring up these young prospects. I think that they understand that they're on a short, not a short leash. They've they've got a long leash mm-hmm. with that. They shouldn't feel the pressure anyway because it's like they're not being called up to a team that's 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 on the verge of winning now, and we're expecting you to produce <laughs> now. It's like no, we're gonna bring you up. If you fail, then that's not fail. But if you struggle, then that's fine. At least we're knowing. At least we can see where you're struggling, and we know where to work now. Like it just it, to me, it just seems like that if you were to sign someone, it would it would kind of hinder them from getting that big league experience. Oh, I mean, I guess it depends on 
the positions that you are going to be bringing people up in and the positions that you sign somebody in. Right. And see, that's why, that's why Jacques Peterson is probably the smartest choice. If you were to sign someone, because you hear all about these young infielders that they've got, you hear about all these that the Rangers have, excuse me. You hear about all these young pitching prospects that the Rangers have. And those are the, those are the people that we're looking to towards the future for this team. You don't really hear a whole lot about any outfielders that they have. I mean, I'm sure that they've got them. They just, uh, they're just not as high up on the list as, say, a Josh Young would be, or right, a Nick Solak or someone like that. You know, I know Nick Solak got some experience this 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 year, but still, he's going to be one of those guys. Hoping, that, like, yeah, that they're hoping yeah. is going to be the future for him in the infield. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just like what the Blackhawks did with Yanmark. Like, there's a reason why they signed someone like that. Like, you don't bring in Yanmark because you're thinking that he's the final piece of the puzzle. No, you bring you, in, you bring in Matias Yanmark because you're like, okay, because of his upside. He's got, yeah, he's got some experience. He can kind of be here. He can help the young guys kind of get into the groove. He's got playoff experience, deep playoff experience, and but consistent al- playing time. So, but also, he's young and he's still learning. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and like I said, he's got a lot of upside. So he. The, his ceiling is is still high, and maybe if you bring him around, like guys like Patrick Kane or, or uh, Jonathan Taves, then then you know maybe they can show him some things that Ben and Sagan weren't out, weren't able to bring out of him. Well, because well, whenever Yanmark was here, right? There was there was like Ben and we, Sagan were still young gonna, as well. Let's just transfer. Yeah, that's smoothly yeah, that's, into that's the stars. yeah, that's why. I would, thanks for thanks for mentioning it. I thought we could just transfer, but that's fine. Uh, but yeah, so star segment. It's star segment now. Here we go. So the um, nothing going on with the stars, which is fine, which is to be expected. Probably going forward, we're not going to have a whole lot of stars news. No. It's just going to be a lot of speculation. I mean, Jake Ottinger is still, I think, is the. The really the biggest question is is do you go with Landon Bow or do you go with Jake Ottinger in as backup because it's it's Landon Landon Bow is one of those one of those guys that the Stars had a lot of high hopes for not as much as say like Jack Campbell yeah. or Jake Ottinger because both of those guys were drafted <laughs> in the first round and you don't hardly ever see goalies drafted in the first round and and the Stars actually traded up to get Jake Ottinger. So that that's even bigger too. You just do not see that happen. And the Stars wanted Jake Ottinger so badly that they that they knew that he was not going to be available, so they had to trade up to get him in that draft. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's one of those things where you can you can look at both sides and Landon Bow does have a lot of promising he does have a promising future, but I still think that Jake Ottinger your guy. I think that you can I think that you committed to that whenever you made him the backup whenever Bishop was not fit to play and you put him in to sub for Hudobin. So I think that that's going to be the right way that they go there. Um, there's really nothing else that I can really think that the stars really need to address because they've addressed everything that they need to right now. And even if they needed more moves to address, they don't have the money <laughs> to do it. So right. they uh, there was a voting thing on the NHL app this week that was asking who had who has the best throwback jersey and we're not going to I know that we talked about this all last week a lot so we're not going to talk about it as much but I just thought this was funny they they had this thing where it's like well who has the best retro jersey in the metropolitan who has the best jersey in the central who has the best jersey in the atlantic blah 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 and the stars in the central finished dead last and really? yes dead last cuz it was fan voting and here was the worst part whenever they got the final 4 
it was the Sabres, the Avalanche, the Kings, and the Carolina Hurricanes, which that one was surprising to me. I can't believe that that one. It's just because people are suckers for those Whalers jerseys, and why wouldn't they be? It, like those, those Whaler jerseys are awesome. I just still wish that they would have done something different with it. But anyway, whenever I clicked on it to, to vote, the, the Sabres actually were beating the Avalanche like 36% to like 34%. And I accidentally voted for the Sabres because the vote button was all I could see was well, it says vote for your favorite jerseys. And then there was a link below it that said vote. And I didn't scroll or anything. I was just like, oh, I guess I got to hit this button to vote. So I hit the button to vote, but that was actually the vote button for the Sabres. So I think that the Sabres were only winning because stupid people like me couldn't realize you got to scroll down to see the rest of the jerseys. Scroll down, Wheeler. (laughs) So for some reason, the Sabres have won that battle. And don't get me wrong. I think that the Sabres ones looked nice, but it it was the same thing with the other ones, too. I think that people just accidentally, whenever they were voting by division, I think that they just accidentally picked the Buffalo Sabres because they did it in alphabetical order. So Buffalo is going to be the first one. Buffalo. So, uh, Buffalo Sabres, congratulations, I guess, on having the best retro jer- re- retro throwback jersey. So, you did it. You at least you're winning something. Oh, ha ha. Hey, you got Taylor Hall. Yeah, but I mean, you got him for one year. He's not staying. Yeah. He's not. He can he can feed all that bullshit to him all they want, just so that way Buffalo fans can kind of forget that they live in Buffalo. But. uh I just I just think that Taylor Hall's just using this as kind of like a prove it year and then he'll test free agency next year and by <laughs> test free agency he'll go to Seattle and probably they'll probably slap the C on him there which I mean that's fine he'll do that and I mean it'll just I think I think Taylor Hall cuz I know that Taylor he'll Hall be Taylor C Hall he want Yeah Yeah nice you're welcome. Yeah. So whenever, uh, but I think that I think Taylor Hall is going to wait and see how Seattle does the expansion draft. I, yeah. I want to see if they. It, it, I think he wants to see if they're really going to put together a contender and if he's happy with it. I think that's where he'll go. If not, then he's. Te- and and it was actually kind of smart of him too because the salary cap didn't go up this year, so he knew he was not going to get that big deal. If he waits another year, maybe COVID's behind us and the salary cap goes up like we had initially planned, or that yeah. the NHL initially yeah. planned that it would, and he can get a bigger deal, more money next year. I know that he's not looking for money. Right. <clears throat> but he's still looking for money, you know? Like, it's you might want to win, but you're not going to go play for free. Or maybe he's not looking for money, but he's looking for a team that's going to spend money elsewhere to win. Well, yeah, of course, but he also wants. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, but. he's gonna want a big contract as well. Like he's, and I mean, he's right. But he's if, earned if, it. but what I'm saying is, if if uh, if I'm looking for a, a team that's gonna contend and I want money, but I don't, you know, I'm not just gonna go to the highest bidder. Then I would rather go to a team that has more money, even if they lowball me, but lower than yeah, what I yeah. want. I know they're going to be spending their money elsewhere and bring in great players around me and maybe win. So. Yeah, of course, of course. Taylor Hall could go sign with Detroit, who's paying their players absolutely nothing, and they can just say, like, here's the rest of our salary cap, just take it. <laughs> but, I mean, just yeah, he's going to want to go to a team that's going to have money to spend, not just on him, but other players. So, yeah, I get, yeah. What, you, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. that's really all I've got. Oh, and I, you did buy that Stars Blackout jersey? Mm-hmm. And I got it, it arrived, and I just saw it today. And my goodness, people, it is Eeyoo. it is even. That's what I said. I said a e i o So that thing looks so good, and it's the 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 attention to detail 
that's in those jerseys is just spectacular and it's comfortable. It looks great. That logo, it, it it's the only thing on the, the logo on the front is it glistens. Like it's it's got like this uh it's like it shimmers. It, yeah, it's got like this this uh this glossy finish on top of it that's just so good and it's going to look awesome on the ice and it'll make us forget all about the retro throwbacks. So I I think part of the reason why you thought the jersey looked so good is because I wasn't wearing pants underneath. So yeah, no, that does look good. I I fit in the jersey with you very nicely, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and talk about. I was debate. Go ahead. Are we are we done with the stars? Or yeah. I mean, do you have anything? No. No. Yeah. I'm 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 done with the stars. All right. Oh no! Damn it! I forgot about this. I was hoping to kind of segue out of this so that way he would forget, but I knew he wasn't going to. Trivia time! Oh, this trivia time! Oh, okay. Oh, Never. Well, I we... thought you were going to call me out because I was wrong that FC Dallas was the Dallas Burn beforehand. I was wrong. I said that it was a completely different team. I was wrong. I apologize, FC Dallas. I let you down, but. Now I know. So, yes, trivia time. Let's go ahead and do this. This is an interesting trivia question. I still can't <laughs> think of what the answer is. Who was the last of the five major Dallas sports teams to have the number one overall pick in their respective draft? And, and what year? And I have no idea. I know the only one that I can think of was the Cowboys had it whenever they got Troy Aikman. And I I actually didn't know that until you told me. Yeah. So I wasn't going <laughs> to take credit for that, but I know that now. Um it's only other. It's only happened two other times. Yeah, in two other. Yeah, two other in times. DMW sports yeah, and, and we can't count in the, our lifetime. At yeah, least. Well, and we can't count the North Stars whenever they drafted Mike Madonna in '88 because that wasn't in Dallas. And right. so the Dallas Stars have never had the number one overall pick, not as the Dallas Stars. Right. I mean, I've got to think that the Mavericks were so bad that they had the number one overall pick at one point. But I know that they they didn't they did not take Dirk number one overall. No, they did they did and not that, take Dirk number one. Even if they had, it's still that it's still that still wouldn't have been the, the most recent one. No, I mean the most obvious one here would be to say it was the Dallas Burn. Yes. Yes. I but ninety six. No. Because I know that was their first year, so I just don't know if maybe it was just like dun, 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 Dallas, you know? No. It, in uh, the Dallas Burn with the number one over pick, uh, number one overall pick in the draft, selected Chris Gibondi. <laughs> oh my God, the Mahatma is <laughs> GB. A-N-D-I. If I butchered that, I am sorry. And Bondi. The, and the year was 2002. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Right, there we go. Okay, Mal. Mal, okay. Look at you go. Okay, so what were the other two then? The uh, Cowboys, number one with Troy Aikman. And what was the mm-hmm. other one? Uh, hang on. I have to... I, it was also the Cowboys. It was literally the next year. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, so it's just, so it's only been Cowboys, Cowboys, Dallas, Burn. In in our lifetime. Wow. Okay. Let me look and see who he was. It was a defensive lineman. I don't remember his name. Hold on. I want to I want to pause for effect here. And Jr. If you know it, text me right now. Okay, okay. Mal. Who was it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, I thought you had it ready to go. I would have been quiet a little longer. <laughs> no. This is some real solid small talk here. Mm-hmm. Where was it? 
Speaking of small talk, my God, dude, th- that FC Dallas game, those announcers were awful. Were awful. There was a po- there was a point in the game where they were asking each other what they had for lunch, and this was on big ESPN. Oh, I'm dumb. This was on this was on like proper ESPN. Like I couldn't believe that they were sitting there like, "Well, what'd you have for lunch today?" I don't remember. It's now past midnight, and that was yesterday. Ha ha ha. What do you want to have for breakfast later? And I was just like, "Oh my god. <laughs> this is why nobody watches soccer because you announcers are terrible." I know that you have to talk for 90 consecutive minutes, and I understand that that's that that's no easy feat. But you can pay me a lot less money than they were paying those guys to run that game. And I'll tell you what I ate for the last week. And we talk for 90 consecutive minutes. Hell yeah. Every week. Every week. And so you can can pay me a lot less. I'll come call those soccer games. Like, my goodness. So. uh, Yeah, so next draft. In the 1990, or sorry, 1989 draft, the Cowboys selected Troy Aikman, number one overall. It was not the next year. I misspoke. It was the 1991 draft. The Cowboys selected Russell Maryland number one overall, and they got that. That was part of the uh, oh the uh, the uh, yeah the her, um, damn it. Herschel Walker Herschel trade. Walker yes, trade. the Herschel Walker trade. That's one of those things I could hear Jr. <laughs> being like Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker. Because a lot of people would think, oh, didn't they like do really good in in 1990? And yes, they did. But but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they still had. I think you and I are the only Minnesota's ones that's like draft pick. So. Yeah, yeah. And I swear, I know. Last week I said I might have COVID. My voice does sound deeper right now. It's not from COVID. It's because we we watched a comedy special before we recorded, and uh, I laughed so hard that my throat hurts. Now. Yeah, it's yeah. That was it, it. Was good though. It was good though. Yeah. So I'm drinking my tea. So let's go ahead and talk about FC Dallas. That game. I hope everyone stayed up late and watched the ending of that because for for the first 80 minutes it was it was all Portland. Really for I'd say for the first 82 minutes it was all Portland. It was not that exciting of a game. It seemed like that FC Dallas and Luis Gonzalez were si- and by the way, Luis Gonzalez is the head coach of FC Dallas. That man has got some fucking pipes on him because Like everyone was yelling and stuff and you could barely hear it. But Luis Gonzalez, you could hear every word he was yelling at his players. He can shout with the best of them. So my goodness, like you like there was no way you could cover up their game plan because all you could hear is just hit Ryan, hit Ryan. You know, it was it was and it was like he was talking into a microphone. It was insane. And uh, but anyway, so for the first 82 minutes, it was all Portland and the FC Dallas was kind of playing real tentative. And the reason why is this is the brilliance of Luis Gonzalez. But let's go ahead and talk about that game real quick. So for those of you who did not watch at the which would be me at the 29 minute mark, Ryan Hollingstead hits Frank O'Hara on a breakaway and he scores to make it one nothing at the 30-minute mark. And like I said, at that point, it had been all Portland. And then they had to go to replay to make sure that he was offsides. And he was. He was. If you look at it, he was clearly offside, so the goal was disallowed. And I also want to give the MLS some huge props there. Because if that were to, be in, if that were to go to the NFL, they'd stop the clock, obviously. And they would take 
15, 20 minutes under the hood to make sure that they got the call right, especially in the playoffs. And the MLS took them less than 30 seconds. They went to the monitor, they looked, and he came back and said offsides and play continued. So bravo to the MLS doing instant replay the way that we that it all should be. Less than a minute. You've got one minute. If you can't decide in a minute, then the call stands. I digress. So that wiped away the one nothing goal, but it was also really great because it showed that. Go ahead. Oh, when you say anything. Oh, you were gonna. I was gonna give you the butt, but okay. Oh, yeah. So he's not paying attention. You don't get it. So. But. <laughs> so anyway, it was good to see that because even though Portland was pushing the whole time. FC Dallas just showed that they can still exploit any kind of weakness that you might have. They're always there. It wasn't that they it wasn't that they were struggling against Portland. It's more so that they were allowing Portland to come at them because Portland had not had a good home record this year. And I'll get to the I'll get to the next stat uh, towards the end of the game. But Portland's home record this year was abysmal. It was awful. They they came on there at the end. But for the, over the whole season, it was not good. So I think Luis Martinez kind of saw that, and um, he he was kind of waiting back, and he knew uh, when to attack. And so at halftime, they went in nothing, nothing. And at the start of the second half, it was still more of the same thing. Portland kept coming at him, coming at him. But I got to tell you, Jimmy Maurer, that dude was the definition of a brick wall. That They needed Jimmy Maurer to come up big, and he made four or five huge saves for FC Dallas there in the final 45 minutes. So once we get to the 82nd minute, Portland had a little bit of a give-and-go there. In hockey, we'd call it tic-tac-toe between three different players, and they got right in front of the goal with Jimmy Maurer, and uh, what was his name? What was his name? Uh, Falafa, uh, no, Falafa, yeah, yeah, Falafa, he, Falafa, he, he scored a beautiful goal over Jimmy Maurer, and it looked like it was going to be bleak, yeah, so it looked bleak at that point, whenever, uh, whenever they score in the 82nd minute, there's not a whole lot of time left in the game, and once again, the clock, the clock is just continuing to run, but the good thing is, is in soccer, there's always, that it never ends at the 90 minute mark, (laughs) There's a little thing that we like to call extra time. And there was there's a young man by the name of Hold on, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> there's a young man by the name of Ricardo uh Ricardo Pepe. That man is if you want to kind of give an example here is he is the Miro Haskinen for FC Dallas. He is their young up and coming player who uh, uh, was substituted in there at the end of the game. And this is what I was talking about whenever like the brilliance of the brilliance of FC Dallas and how they were managed and everything with Luis Gonzalez. That man knew what he was doing. He knew that Portland had given up 14 goals in the final 14 minutes of their games throughout the season. And that is the most in MLS this year. And so he waited until the end. He let Portland get all their substitutions in. Now they've got tired legs. Well, now we're going to get our young players in and we're going to go ahead and we're going to, we're going to go ahead and go on the attack now. And in extra time, they had, if there was four extra minutes of time and 
Portland was trying. They were flopping and uh, they were trying to fall down and pretend like that they were hurt and all this stuff and cramps. And then the goal, there was a goalie kick that uh, was just stalled and stalled and stalled. And whenever they finally kicked it all the way down the field, FC Dallas got a header all the way to the other side of the field to a wide open Ricardo Pepe. He had a breakaway and and takes a shot at the goal. The goalie gets a hand on it, and it goes off the post. And I remember sitting there seeing that going, oh, my God, I cannot believe that that just happened. But it comes right back to him, kicks it in, and then he gets an extra he gets an extra goal. He gets that goal in extra time. And so it was going into, uh, whenever it went into overtime, you could see that the momentum shifted. They got an extra 30 minutes. And the momentum shifted the whole way. And the announcers knew it too. They were sitting there going, this is all FC Dallas. It's one of those things that it's not when, it's not if they're going to score, it's when. And they came so close. But the part that gave all of FC Dallas fans collective heart attacks was right at the very end of the, right at the end of extra time, one of the Portland players just kind of lobbed it up over um, Jimmy Maurer. And it looked like it was going to float in and then goes off the post and out. And then the refs blew the whistle. And so it goes to penalty kicks. And just so people who don't know what happened, it took... It, the way that penalty kicks go is you get five chances, both sides. And if it's tied at the end of those five chances, then it goes into sudden death. Well, after five, everyone had scored. All five Portland players, all five FC Dallas players... So, sudden death, FC Dallas scores. Next one, Portland scores. FC Dallas scores the next one, Portland scores the next one. So, we've gotten seven in a row now. The uh, the next, the eighth time, FC Dallas scores, and Jimmy Maurer comes up big, not just on one person, but on Falafa there at the end. The guy who started the scoring ended up being the guy that had the final miss in the shootouts that sends FC Dallas on to the next round. Poetic justice and Jimmy Maurer beats his old coach that decided to cut him whenever they were in New York. So good. So it was all of it was poetic justice. So now you've got the Portland Timbers who whenever whenever MLS came back, they had an MLS is back tournament. FC Dallas and Nashville both couldn't participate because the whole because both teams had huge COVID outbreaks. But the Portland Timbers won that tournament. So you've got the team that won the that won the MLS's back tournament playing a team that didn't even get to play it, who had question marks going into this season, <clears throat> and FC Dallas comes out on top. So that's huge. It's huge for FC Dallas. And I'm sorry for anyone that missed that game because I'm telling you, I'm trying to sit here and be... Like the FC Dallas spokesperson, but I've never really been into soccer too much. I'm telling you, that game made a soccer fan out of me because that was, ju- and I know that not that that doesn't happen every time because that was history for the MLS. That was the third longest shootout in MLS Cup history, and I know that's only been 25 years, but still, like that just. Having all those all those attempts, it just does not happen ever. So, or hardly ever. Excuse me. So it it was it, it had everything that you needed, and it was very exciting. So I I could not believe that I really saw that. But uh, on to the next round, and we won't know who Dallas is playing next uh, because it's going to be against the number two seed Seattle against the number seven seed um, 
LA Football Club, not the LA Galaxy, but the LA Football Club. And that's one of those things that if you look at it, it's hard to tell who you want them to play because Seattle is the favorite this year, like hands down the favorite. If you look at all the quote unquote experts, they, they all like the majority of them are picking Seattle to win and they're picking them to win soundly. Like they think, but they also said the same thing about another team last year in the 2019 MLS cup. And that was the LA football club. So you're either playing and, but that team did not, that team didn't win last year, but everyone had them as the hands down favorite. And this is pretty much the same team that was here last year. And you could argue that they didn't do so well because of COVID and all this stuff. And it doesn't matter. They made the, they made the cup. So now you're going to have your choice between the favorites this year or the favorites last year. I think that if I had to pick, I would much rather play the LA football club because that means that FC Dallas will get a home playoff game. And unlike in Portland where there were no fans, the hoops will be in attendance there. That's the FC Dallas fan club, just so everyone knows. I didn't know that until the other day as well. So the other day. The other day. But the but the the <clears throat> FC Dallas fans will be allowed to be in attendance. So you know that place is gonna be rocking. So that game between uh the Seattle Sounders and the LA Football Club is gonna be tomorrow night on ESPN at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time. So it's gonna be 9:30 for those of you that are on Central Time. So make sure that you tune into that game. Hopefully it's going to be exciting because every single game, with the exception of uh, Minnesota and uh, Colorado, every game so far in the MLS Cup has been super exciting. So let's hope that there's more to it tomorrow because there are three more games slated for Tuesday. So if y'all have got the time, please make sure you watch that. There's going to be a big rooting interest for FC Dallas in that final game. I know that it's late and it's a weekday, but if you've got a chance, I would highly recommend sitting down and watch that. And uh, yeah, here, here's here's hoping onwards and upwards. And uh, next that that next game won't be until December 1st or December 2nd. I can't remember which day it is, so it won't be later. But next week we'll I'll have a I'll have a little preview for that, and uh, we'll we'll kind of measure the two teams on who it is that they're playing and uh, I'll, I'll give predictions and stuff because I'm really diving headfirst into this, especially since it's a playoff. I, it would be, it would not, I would not be doing this team justice if we did not cover it as closely as we have the stars whenever they were in their playoff run. So FC Dallas, let's do this. It's, it's very exciting times. Let's hope that the uh, let's hope that this will be that year that FC Dallas can finally get over that hump and, uh, and then get and get that cup. So here we go. That's all I've got. Let's go do that soccer. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. So I think I think I'm gonna do the trivia every week. Are we gonna do it before the soccer segment? Yeah, it's no longer just, the soccer just for, minute. Just for consistency sake just do it before soccer every week okay and see you kind of showed your hand there whenever you said <laughs> whenever you were like okay before the soccer minute let's ask the trivia question i was like okay well, well i didn't want a whole lot of uh, dead air so i was <laughs> like i'm gonna give you the team but not give you the team you know what i mean mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm gonna let you like i'll yeah kind of mail it in and then then i'll stump you on the year <clears throat> all right sounds good why? What are you thinking? Oh, well, I guess we've already done the trivia, so we'll, that'll be until next week. Yeah. If um, 
if you have any good trivia yeah there you go yeah if you have good trivia send have, it. Yeah, mal good mal's the only trivia. one that looks at the emails that we do get the one that we've gotten so far yes. but uh, mal's the only one that looks at it so if you want to ask me a trivia question bring on some stars trivia i'm telling you like and make them hard because i i can i can get you and so uh if you if you want to ask some or, questions just let me know or even if you mail in just the question and you don't give us the answer mm. we'll both guess yeah and well then you can email us again after the episode releases yeah we won't we won't and you can tell us if we got it right or wrong yeah we won't google it or nothing like we won't we'll we'll, we'll sit here and we'll try and, and talk about it so we promise all right so what uh you got you got anything to contribute here you're gonna watch tomorrow even the, the even since there's gonna be rooting interest sure all right cool <laughs> <laughs> yes yay we got a yes i told you guys i told you guys all it took was a was a was an upset in the mls cup playoffs and history to be made for him to watch soccer but we got it we got it i think i'm ready to be hurt again <laughs> you know what maybe you shouldn't watch maybe if you maybe if you maybe you're the juju that's keeping it going well all right i think that that's everything here um you know move on to the maps yeah, let's move on to the Mavs. Dude, a lot, a lot of stuff here for the Mavericks this week. So, the Mavericks, um, the draft happened, and they had some really good... Th their their first round pick was... Hold on, I'm trying to find it. Where is it? Oh, it's Josh Green. Uh, and that's that, that, was a, that was a good, solid pickup, I think. But I think that the Mavericks really excelled whenever they traded. Uh, first of all, they traded. Let me see, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find it here. So they, the Mavs have also been very busy since free agency started too. And one trade that they did do was that they trade Seth Curry to mm -hmm. Philadelphia for Josh Richardson, which is fine. That's a good trade, I think, because Josh Richardson is a better defender than Seth Curry. And of course you're gonna be missing his uh you're his gonna be missing ball. his three point shot. But as we talked about in our it, it was like our first or second episode. I think it was our very first episode where I talked about how their entire starting lineup has solid, solid numbers from behind the arc. And it, yeah. it was actually funny that Luka Doncic Luka had, the worst. had the worst one and he was still over 30%. So you still got poor Zingas. I know he's injured, but still, Porzingis hits better threes than uh, a better percentage of threes than, than Luka Doncic did. Yeah. So they're not hurting for three pointers. What they are hurting is for defense, and that's something that Josh Richardson can do. So you you part with Seth Curry, and it's fine because you've got plenty of. And now that kind of takes a little bit of pressure off of Luka to play defense, and it kind of opens him up to be a little bit more of an offensive playmaker. Because the Mavericks, the reason they had the highest production in NBA history last year, we discussed that also at nauseum. That yes. that very first one. The problem was is their defense was also the third worst in the NBA. It's something. It was something like that. I like it was something terrible. So uh, they needed help on defense, but they also in that trade, uh, they also got the thirty sixth pick from from Philadelphia, and they ended up drafting. A center, god dang it, man! Like, there's so much stuff here. They got a center. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I can't fucking find it, and it's frustrating. Uh, they got a center, and his he was he's one of those guys that's going to come in, and he's going to look great. And I think not immediately, but I think that it's someone that can come in, and they can they can come off the bench, and they can they can really produce some big numbers. And I had them here in front of me, but I don't know what the fuck happened. It's just full of. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just full of a bunch of pictures of Josh Green, and this thing was better organized here, and now it's not going to load. Tyler Bay. There it is. I'm sorry. They selected Tyler Bay, or the the... The 76ers selected them for the Mavs because that's that's who they wanted. That's the big one right there that I think is going to be great. And they also select Tyrell Terry from Stanford at 31. And Tyrell Terry, I think, is another one of those players that is going to be able to come in and produce immediately. He's going to be he's not going to be in the starting lineup, but I also but I think that he's one of the, another one of those players that can come off the bench and really be ready to produce. So. Then the Mavericks have also re-signed some other big players here. So they have re-signed uh, Willie Cauley Stein. So that's another big guy that they can that they can produce off the bench there. So that's that that was a good solid pickup for them. Not a pickup, but a re-signing. They've also they also got um, they got Trey Burke to re-sign for a three-year deal. And then they also got Tim Hardaway Jr. to opt into his final deal. So they must have said something to him and said, like, hey, we're not trading you. We want you to come back. And uh, that's that's another one of those players that can really take a lot of pressure off of Luka. So whenever uh, if you if you want to talk about the like winners and losers of the NBA draft and Jesus. NBA and NBA free agency, you've got to look at the Mavs and they're they're doing really, really well right now. And I would honestly give them like an A. This offseason so far with free agency and building around Luka Doncic and, and the future is looking very bright, but not just the future, but the present is also looking very good for this team. So here's hoping that all of these players kind of come in and they can they can really get the defensive game really tightened back up. And uh, I, I yeah, I know. And I think that that's just what uh, I think that's just what Josh Richardson can do for them, because it's like that's that's one of those things that. That's a win-win for both teams because the 76ers lost J.J. Redick, and you know that they miss his three balls. So now you bring in Seth Curry. So now the, the 76ers are very much about analytics, and that's uh, in, in the NBA, the NBA analytics is shooting a lot of threes. Yeah. So Seth Curry's going to fit in like a glove there, and I just think that Josh Richardson's another one of those players that's going to come here, and he's going to play really well uh, underneath Rick Carlisle's system. And uh, here, I, I, I am. I, I had no idea what the Mavs were going to do in free agency. I, I was kind of looking around, and the only, the only name that I could really find was Jay Crowder, that I thought could be a really good fit. Josh Richardson was not even on my radar, and it's, it's just one of those things. Well, because he wasn't a free agent. No, I know, I know, and so I, I, I didn't even think about them trading for him or anything. But as soon as they did, I looked at it and went, "Hey, like," and, and it's not like. It's not like he is only a defensive player here. He's got his numbers were solid. They weren't great, but also he's not really a big three-point shooter. Yeah. So it but he's a he can do he, he can do catch and shoot three-pointers. But uh he also his numbers per game was were Nope, was his numbers was? Yeah, his numbers was is is Sorry, my favorite sport is uh, grammar. Yeah, no, it's fine. You're right, you're right. I'm trying to read here. <clears throat> While Cameron's reading. Yeah, dude, I should have written all this shit down. I'm sorry. How's everybody's week going? Yeah, this is exactly how it was like on that FC Dallas-Portland Timbers game. They like they were like, yeah, so how's everything? And now it's not going to load. 
Nope, it's not gonna load. Whatever. I'm, I, dude. I'm so sorry. This, this is horrible podcasting. This is. <sighs> I try and discuss numbers, and this is what I get for not writing them down. You started talking about smoking a brisket, and I'm like, I don't need to prepare. I want to be over here for that. Oh yeah, I smoked a brisket today, and it was good. So, it was a little dry, but it was good. No, it was fine. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of. I think that there's a lot of potential here for the Mavs, and I think that. Uh, I think that this season coming up, who knows what it's going to look like. I know that we have a start date, but we're not sure how it's going to be played. Are they going to be traveling? Are they going to do bubble cities? But I think that this season right now is going to be a, uh, I think it's going to be a huge success for them. And I think that they're only going to get better. Expect them to be, I'd probably say, uh, before getting into like season predictions and stuff like that, I, I like, but I would really like to see them be, the, maybe the fourth or the third seed in the West next year. I know that that's a huge task, but they've got – if if Porzingis can come back and if he can produce like he did last year, I know that he's not, he's not going to be there for the beginning of the season, but that's why drafting uh, that center at 36, it, at, yeah. at pick number 36 was huge because now you can still use uh, Cauley Stein and uh, – Dwight Powell? No, <laughs> Dwight Powell. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could use Dwight Powell too. Thank you for laughing <laughs> at my Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Completely accurate statement. <laughs> like I know I don't know a lot about basketball, but you can yeah, uh but yeah, you can you and you can also use Tyler Bay get him some starts. Not some starts, but you can get him some playing time as well. So here's hoping for the Mavs. Uh we'll uh We'll discuss it more in depth because I'm sure that there's going to be a lot more moves that still need to be made because the because the NBA free agency is in its infancy. But uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. So bring on December twenty second. That's all I've got. You said Dwight Powell. I heard, and I was I was looking down. I I heard Dwight Howard. <laughs> that's that's what I heard. That's why I laughed. I was like, oh damn, he said Dwight Powell. <laughs> so to be to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I don't think there's a whole lot of Dwight's in uh, sports. Dwight Howard, Dwight Powell, Dwight D Eisenhower. That's about it. Dwighty Ford. That was a joke. Never yeah, mind. no, I was trying to think of something too. I couldn't think of it. All right, wah, so let's uh, let's go ahead and. Uh, he played for those uh, Bronx Bombers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So the so let's let's go ahead and talk about the Cowboys. Mm, Cowboys. Yeah, I know, and it's. <laughs> It's, proving me wrong. I man. know. I'm telling you. Proving me wrong. I'm telling you. And see, the Vikings are actually. I didn't realize this either. The Vikings are actually horrible outside of the NFC North. Yeah. Like that. Like their record is just awful. So I wish I would have had that stat with me as well last week. But uh, yeah, it just seems like that they'll only show up to play against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, <laughs> and then no one else. And then speaking of the no, we're not going. We're not going to go down that. No, we're not going. Not go a Packers down. podcast. I know it's not, but just still, that was just that was just awful. But anyway, thank. It's nice to see Zeke show up. I know. I know. This is his first hundred yard game in Done. like five five weeks or something like that. I want to apologize. That belch like scared me. 
I and I I don't have my mating call ready to go either. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have one have ready to go. It's not mating season anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, we're back inside now. It's about it's about to be birth burp birthing season. So let's um, but yeah, the so Ezekiel Elliott showed up and he looked great this week and mm-hmm. uh, Andy Dalton his first game back looked That's solid, man. Yeah. Looked solid and and CD Lamb, man. I didn't. See, did he do anything? I, uh, I think he had a. I think he had a spectacular catch or two in the end zone there. So like, <laughs> like fuck, man. Like I can't believe. Like I didn't see it happen live, but I, didn't, I, I, I didn't either. I saw the. I saw the replay. Oof. My goodness, because and Scott Van Pelt was talking about it. He goes because because right after the FC Dallas game, it went right into Sports Center with SVP. And his first thing that he always does every night is the best thing I saw today. And that's what it was like. It, it was that catch by C.D. Lamb, and and then he also talked about the uh, the Adam Thielen catch that was nothing compared it was to that. C- yeah, yeah, it really was. Because I mean, that catch by Adam Thielen was great. Another one-handed catch, but that C.D. Lamb, like he, like I saw, I saw the uh, the Vikings tweet out like, "Oh, we we prefer this catch," and I was like, "Why do you prefer that like, catch?" Oh, Adam Thielen, how did he do it? I was like, hmm. I mean, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not trying to. I'm discredit. not saying. Yeah. I'm not saying I could do it. I'm saying that's like listening to Jimmy Page rip the Stairway to Heaven solo and going, "You think that's good? Listen to Adam Thielen. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with some smoke on the water. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's like." Mm. Are we really comparing these things? You just obviously they had some bias into it, but yeah, I think that anyone, even Vikings fans, would look at that and say, oh, "I'm yeah. sorry, we do prefer the Adam Thielen catch, but that's just because Adam <laughs> Thielen caught it." But if you want to talk about who had the more difficult and the more impressive catch, it was Ceedee Lamb, and that's I'm gonna just... that's gonna be playing for years and years to come. That was that was one of the most incredible catches I've ever seen. That that might be as good as that OBJ catch. I don't think it's that good. I don't think it's that good, but I but it's it's uh, it's pretty thing, close. The thing that makes the OBJ catch is because he made it with like two fingers. Well, and he, but he wasn't but, he wasn't running one direction and making an adjustment in mid air. Yes, no, yes, he was. He was running. He was running, and he had to not mid air, but he was running down the sidelines, and he had to turn to catch it and lean back. And he caught it I know, with I he, saw it. he caught it with three fingers, and he also didn't use his body to help catch it. And CD Lamb did. He had it with one hand. Brought it into his body, and of course Odell Beckham Jr. brought it into his body, but it was more impressive because he had to come around. The ball was going to be falling into C.D. Lamb's body, and he brought his other hand in and secured it. I'm not trying to discredit the amazingness of that catch. Yes, you could, that's you could, bad. you could put me in that position a million times, and I would never make that catch. So I'm not trying to discredit that, but I still think that Odell Beckham Jr. catch is still up there, like top of the list. So oh, oh I. I, I that and that Rob they're Gronkowski catch, whenever he had to adjust, they're definitely and catch it in like the that. same in the same conversation. Oh yeah, there. I think so too. I think maybe so too. it's recency bias saying, "Oh, it might knock off that OBJ catch," but but I mean, I don't think you. Uh, five years from now, we're still going to be talking about those in the same in the same category, at least. I think I think so. I think that there's a lot of similarities between the two. You could yeah. easily look at that and see the the similarities, but I still think that Odell Beckham Jr.'s catches is more impressive here's hoping that cd lamb has a better career than odell beckham jr i mean i wouldn't say but still like he was supposed to be like the next jerry rice i know but he went from the giants 
where he didn't have a good quarterback throwing to him. To the Browns, where he didn't have a good quarterback throwing to him. I will say this. I'm glad to see... I'm glad that I can now finally appreciate how good C.D. Lamb is without having to follow it up with, God, why did he go to Oklahoma? Why is he doing this <laughs> to me? Why? Why? Yeah, why? It's, a diff- it's a different kind of appreciation. Yes. Now it's like, oh, ho, ho, look how great that was. And it makes me happy. Like, you know how frustrating it is to, to watch him torch the Longhorns and be like, that was amazing. And now I'm sad. <laughs> So I I gotta I gotta tell you like also like if you want like I was impressed with that C D Lamb catch but I was also extremely impressed with Andy Dalton, he came yeah. he came in and there was so I would argue like you could argue not for him to win that wasn't the pressure that he needed but he had a lot of pressure to do well yeah because he's using the Cowboys as their stepping stone as his, as his stepping stone just so that way he can get a better deal going forward. And I think that he took a huge step in the right direction against the Vikings. Uh, I know that their defense isn't exactly impressive, but but he still did extremely well compared to how he looked against... Yeah. You know? So it's just... like, Like, his games before he went down... He they like you like they, he yeah. like he was having rust and you could tell that he had to shake off those cobwebs quite literally there after the Washington game but um but he uh he he came back and he looked very composed very in control and took it to a Giants team that is no slouch you know like it's not like he beat some 1 and 7 team like that and that team has like some solid victories under their belt yeah and the Cowboys go into Minneapolis and take a game from them that that the Vikings needed. The Cowboys did not need this game. The Vikings needed it to stay competitive with Green Bay because Green Bay lost to Indianapolis. So the like I wouldn't yeah. say it was within striking distance, but winning this game against yeah to pull a little closer that like there was pressure on Minnesota and they they failed. Yeah, they failed. But I don't think that Minnesota lost this game. I think Dallas won it. That was a huge. Complete team effort. I know that the defense still gave up 28 points, but still, they got the stops whenever they needed it. Yeah. So, you've got to be impressed there. I don't know if maybe Andy Dalton coming back kind of gave the defense a little spark that it needed to play well enough. I wouldn't say that they played well, but definitely well enough. Yeah. And, um, I, and I think that th- I am looking forward to this game next week against Cincinnati because it's going to be nice for Andy Dalton to get that revenge, especially now that Joe Burrow's yeah, Joe Burrow it's, is a lot more likely that that he will get revenge. Yeah, yes. I think so. And you know what? That's fine. Like I hate to see Joe Burrow go down like that, but yeah, he's still like it, it, I. I haven't even seen the injury. I just know that he's done for the year. And uh, is it an ACL? ACL, MCL, and structural damage. He's young though. And I'm if just this was that's 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 what they're saying. I know, but see, it's if this was like ten years ago, then yeah, that's probably gonna bury him. But with everything that we know now, I know, dude. You always hear that jingle jangle out there in the background. Um, and then them running through the cat. door. Yeah, and then the cat door, fucking cats. So swap. Swap. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So do you, but you, you didn't think that they would. You didn't think the Cowboys were going to win this game, did you? No. Yeah, I know. I know. No. It was. Who did? Me. 
Did you really, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was more hopeful than anything because yeah. I because yeah. anytime the Vikings lose, I'm I'm always happy. So, but I do want to give the Vikings compliments on those uniforms, man. Those yellow numbers that that they had that it really looked well on that purple. So I just I don't know if they're going to go to that full time or not, but it I just thought it looked real clean. So we can go ahead and uh, do you want to do you want to add anything on this? Well, they get the Cowboys next week. Get a little bit of a they get a little bit of chance to kind of exact some revenge here, especially Andy Dalton, because they've got a short week coming up. Yeah, and they're going to be playing the Thursday night game against Washington. It seems like that that Thursday night game now is is reserved for the shit teams. Like no one that like no one that it's a, it's two teams that nobody wants to watch. So we're going to put it on national TV so that way everyone is forced to watch it. Because it seems like every Thursday night game, you look at it and it's like, "What's happening Thursday night?" The Cowboys and the and the Washington. Did I say the beep beep? No, I was just messing. With oh, okay. Uh, I I can't believe I just said the I can't believe I just said that right then too. Anyway, anyway. Um, damn, what is this thing doing? My phone is sorry. I derailed you. Yes, and I don't know what the hell is going on with my phone right now. I railed you with a D. Anyway, so they get they get a chance to nice. So and this game this game is at home. Yep. And so I don't know what the so now we actually we might be talking about the Cowboys going into their three point favorites. I know, and why wouldn't they be? So they've got so they got the they got the they got the Washington football team this week, which if they play like they did on Sunday, that should be a win. Mm-hmm. But see, but having a two game winning streak still if. Yeah, if if because I mean the that that first game against Washington was not it wasn't even like it was close like they got smoked that game and I know that Andy Dalton went down but it wasn't looking too good whenever he was playing anyway so you know that he's gonna want to come in and play better especially like like that game that he had against Arizona too because it was it was one bad game after another going into it and so then. Here's hoping that going into Washington that they can they can look good, and then they've got the Ravens after that, which that should be a loss. Then the Bengals, which that should I like looking at their last remaining schedule, like with the exception of the 49ers, a lot of their games I think that the Cowboys could <clears throat> they look more winnable. I I really do it like and I know that this is overreaction. This is an overreaction, but I mean this is overreaction Monday anyway, yeah. so. It's real good to see the Cowboys looking real good, and uh, I, I think that it's okay because I know we keep talking about like we don't want you to win, we want you to lose, but I think it's okay to get a couple wins under your belt to just kind of see what this team would look like with a solid quarterback at the helm. And once Dak comes back next year, it's really going to be one of those things where it's like, okay, last year was the fluke, yeah. This year is really going to be the year that we're going to excel. Yeah, hopefully. Go, go out go out and get some more defensive players and uh some secondary players and see what they can do for you and uh take it take it to them next year. But I th- I think that the rest of their games, I think that it looks real favorable and I think I think that the Cowboys are going to play Washington on Thursday night. They're going to want to show the world that their last that their Monday night game that they had against Arizona was a complete fluke. The last game, I wouldn't say a complete fluke, like a better team just beat a terrible team, but uh, but they're, they're going to show that they're not as bad, especially the defense, because it was after that game whenever all those reports and stuff came out. Like 
Mike yeah. McCarthy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, and so the, he's learned what he's doing. The defense is going to want to come out and really show the world that they're better than how everyone else is giving them credit. And I think that they take it to Washington, and I think that they could. I think that this is a game that they can win pretty soundly, and I think that they will. It's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. I don't. It. I mean, of course, it just depends on which Dallas team shows up. I am not going to say that they'll show up two weeks in a row because they haven't yet this season. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but see, but they haven't their, their schedule. It was so funny because we were talking about at the beginning of the year that they have the easiest schedule remaining in the entire NFL. And that was like three weeks into the season. Now, if you look back on it, their schedule really was a lot harder than we thought it was going to be. Like, of course we knew that the Steelers were going to be good. We didn't know that they were going to be that good, yeah. you know? And, uh, the uh, the Cardinals, we didn't think that they were going to be this good. And I know that they, they're they not like world beaters here. But they, they beat Buffalo. But yeah, of course. Was, yeah, yeah. a legit Super Bowl contender this year. Yeah, absolutely. So so, it, so that, that game was a little bit harder than it was to be expected. That game against Cleveland, like we didn't, this was, bef- this was pre-Odell Beckham Jr.'s injury. Cleveland was, is better than I, than I think that anyone thought that they were going to be. I think that they yeah. knew that Cleveland had the talent, but they didn't know that it was going to click like it did. Yeah. And so I think that Cleveland's never been able to put it together. Yeah, of course not. And so, and then they've also played this. They also played the Seahawks too. So I mean, their their schedule, well, it's a little harder than I think that we really thought it was going to be. Yeah. And so and now they're remaining throwing the, throwing the Ravens. Yeah, of who, course. Who, they, who isn't as good as no? We thought they I were know that's be, that's that's the other one too. But still, like still it's, yeah. the way that they play football, they should manhandle the Cowboys. And um. I hate to say it, but I am very interested to see if Des Bryant is going to have a day against the Cowboys. Yeah. Have a bone to pick. I think he will. Yeah, of course. And you know, yeah. And if someone who's like probably the most passionate person. Yeah. That's played this game in a long time. Yeah. And he feels. And yeah, you know, he feels feels slighted. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Of course. But I mean, I don't think that the Cowboys made the wrong decision with moving on from him either. Not for the money that he wanted. Yeah. And and especially whenever he went to New Orleans and. Yeah. Well, uh, didn't even play that next. uh, He got got injured. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Like severely hurt too at his age too. So hurt. Yeah. But. But it'll be it'll be it'll be good to see that story unfold because that's one of those games where it's like I don't hate the Ravens so if the Ravens do what they should do against the Cowboys it'll be nice to see uh, oh. if, if Dez is able to make a comeback that'll be that'll be good to see as a Cowboys fan my goodness I didn't even realize this Thursday is Thanksgiving. That's why I was like, "What's happening Thursday?" Yeah, I completely forgot, man. Like, I, like I don't know, dude. Like, it's every like with twenty twenty right now, everything is just a fucking blur. Yeah. So yeah, this Thursday, I thought you were making fun of me because I kept saying like this Thursday night, this Thursday night, and it's not. I don't even think it's the night game either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the four thirty game. So the lights won't be shining brightest, like I said incorrectly. But still, they're gonna they're gonna be on national TV. They're gonna want to show the world. Everyone's gonna be watching on Thanksgiving. That's always a tradition is to watch the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I don't care who the fuck you are. But then you've got a whole nother week to prepare for the Ravens because <coughs> that game is Thursday night. So the Ravens are gonna be coming in on a short week. The Cowboys are gonna be coming in on a full week's rest, full week to prepare for the Ravens. So I'm not saying that the Cowboys are even legit going to have a chance to beat them, but 
they I, I think that it might be a little closer than you might be giving it credit. Because the Ravens are going to be coming fair, in at a little yeah. bit of a disadvantage. That's fair. So that'll be fun. But let's not overlook the let's not overlook overlook the Washington game. And I but I I think that the Cowboys come out and I think that they take it to them. I I think that that's going to be a pretty good a pretty sizable victory there. I think if the Cowboys win, it'll be a field goal. Uh, yeah, and I, if that's the case, I don't know if you would. I don't know if it is that close. I don't know if you want to try. Uh, they're not going to go out to lose. They're not, and I respect that. That's just not how Andy Dalton wants to do things. That's not how Mike McCarthy wants to do things. That's not how Zeke wants to do things, and I understand that. Because the I know that they're still in last place, but the Eagles lost this week, so... They're in a three-way tie for second place in the division. I know! It's three and seven, three and seven, three and seven, three, three six, six and, and one. one. I know, so this... Three, they, six, nine, one more time. And so whenever... Oh, my God. <laughs> I apologize for that, everyone. I do apologize. So, I mean... So you might even still have, like, a... Sh- you might still have a shit record and still make a playoff game and still have, like, a high draft pick, you know? Like, everyone in the NFC East is going to be, like... You could... Yeah, you it's going to be, like, be four, five, six, seven... <laughs> Dude, they could they could legitimately win their division and still have a top ten draft pick and have a chance to make a playoff make a playoff run. run. I know. Like, could you imagine? Because I mean, the fucking seven and nine, seven and nine Seahawks did it to the defending champs to the uh, the New Orleans Saints back in yeah. twenty ten. You know, so I mean, the crazier things that and that's whenever be that's whenever Marshawn Lynch became beast mode yeah you know so it, like and the cowboys have a running back that can do that so it's i'm not speculating or anything but i like if you look at their remaining schedule objection your honor i i'm just telling you it's if you look at their remaining schedule it's doable yeah it is it is completely doable <laughs> so it's just one game at a time i guess but uh, i'm just wondering if it's really that close against washington do you like maybe tank a little bit? Do you kind of make does Andy Dalton maybe like if he has a solid game, maybe throws three touchdown passes, maybe he throws some into the dirt and you know, maybe it's just maybe they don't convert on that third and long or something. Like I don't I don't know. I don't I, it's it's that's that's a hard thing to kind of But I if think, you're if you're blowing them out, then yeah, go ahead, keep blowing them out because you know you want to write that wrong. But if it's close, I think that's one of those situations where you go into Madden mode and you do things you wouldn't normally do. Like if you're in a situation where run some trick plays or something. Well, no, when you're up by like three points and you've got the you've got the ball, and uh, oh, you got the ball and there's you know two minutes left. You know, you think you should be running to run out the clock. I think that's a situation where you're like, ah, fuck it, pass it. <laughs> I mean, I can see Mike McCarthy take tanking that way. You know, if he's going to go down, he's going to go down throwing haymakers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I yeah, that makes sense. I'd be fine with that. And if we win that way, it's like, well, yeah, that's one of the. It's just because Washington's that bad, and yeah, at least it was fun. At least that was fun to watch. And I'm not even if you're up three, I think you protect the lead. But if you're like down three, or if you're down seven, and it's late in the fourth quarter, like. Take shots. Yeah, take shots, you know, have some fun with it. But if you really, if Andy Dalton throws maybe a pick, at least Andy Dalton can have that on his record that says, like, yes, I did throw that pick in that moment, but we were just throwing bombs, you know. And so that doesn't hurt Andy Dalton, and it also keeps, it protects the Cowboys' high draft pick. So this is the craziest goddamn year 
and it's everything is still everything is still up in the air. It's who like I'm telling you, after after that uh, after that Arizona game, I thought that it was pack it in. This is done. Don't even <laughs> give Andy Dalton any more starts. Give him another chance somewhere else. I I, I mean I I. Yeah, and now look at it. and and then uh, especially after they well and even still whenever they the, lost big the to the ben Eagles, Danucci game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever they lost big to the Eagles, too, that was another moment where it's like this is done. It's not done. What the fuck is going on here? So this is gonna be all right. I think Vince, Vince Lombardi said it the best. What the hell is going on here? So this is exciting. Yep, it's the twenty like the Cowboys twenty twenty season. Is, is, is the world's 2020. Great football representation of just 2020 in general. Well, and I mean... Just, oh, is it done? No, it's not. No, it's not. They can't. We can't even put us out of our misery either. We're still going to sit here and think, oh my God, they still have a chance to win the division and still have a top 10 pick, which that's incredible. Oh, that is incredible. So... I don't think, like... I, I... <laughs> But see, but if they win as many games as I think that they that they would need to in order to take the division, I think they that they would. Yeah, they game. they wouldn't. They wouldn't. It's just fun to sit there and look at it and just be like, well, they'll lose to Washington, but then they'll beat New York and Philadelphia, and then Philadelphia will beat Washington and New York, but then New York will beat you know, like it's just that. Yeah, if they, if they have like a tie with, uh, <laughs> like, two teams go, say six and ten. And they have they have a tie, yeah, a tiebreaker, yeah, and the and the Cowboys just have the tiebreaker, yeah, and but still six and ten, that's gonna be, I, that might be bad enough for maybe ten, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh my god, <laughs> this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun in like the in like a cringy way. This is gonna be like a curb your enthusiasm episode. Yeah. It's like a demolition derby. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like, so yeah, who's, right. Who's it's like, winning the race? What? It's race? monster truck rally fun. You know, it's yeah. like oh, I'm just I'm just here to watch fucking axles, axles break and cars get run over. Let's do it. This is the Cowboys, baby. So you, yeah. You got anything else? Uh, nope. All right. College football. College football. I I really do want to start talking because NCAA basketball starts this week. And I know that you don't know a whole lot about that, but NCAA basketball, like with the way you feel about NCAA football, I love NCAA basketball. So I, it, we can just keep it Big Twelve. I can just do it like the soccer minute or whatever, and that's fine. You don't have I to. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'll try to contribute. I don't have much. Okay, I, 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 don't, I, I don't watch the games. Well, because so see, here soon, here soon, and I don't know much about basketball as a sport. So, and college basketball is basketball. You know, like it just is. It, it's 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 the NBA is is fun in its own way, but that's not basketball. You know, they go down there and they just spread the floor, and then the, it's one on one and try and dribble and juke them out, and then take a take a crazy ass three point shot. Like that's that that's not college basketball. College uh-huh. basketball, they run plays, they play defense, and I'm not saying that to be cynical. Like all oh, the NBA players, they don't try until uh, they don't try until the playoffs. And then Kareem Abdul Jabbar's like, the hell I don't. Uh. From airplane, anyway, uh, but in the NCAA, like that's it's it's real fundamental basketball. Let me say that it's very fundamental, and that's yeah. that's my shit right there. So Hoosiers, I, I know, I know. Oh my god, top three sports movies ever. No, yes. Whenever he, whenever Jimmy looks up and uh, and Gene Wilder looks at him and he goes, "What's the matter with you guys?" And Jimmy goes, "I'll make it." Oh man, it just gives me the chills every time. It's so good. Never seen it. You've never, mm, 
<laughs> Sorry. We'll we'll remedy that. So and anyway, no, anyway, anyway, won't. I just I know that we're I know we've already we talk a lot and we have but it's just because we have a lot to cover right now. There's there everything's going on, but here Everything soon happened at once. But here soon it's all gonna go like that. And the only it's thing we'll have to college. talk about is College, college basketball. basketball, college basketball, the NBA probably, and spring training, lacrosse. Like who? Who fucking? Who, who the fuck knows? The XFL. Oh man! Real quick. Nope, nope. It's oh, no. is it coming back? I heard. I heard it. They had to file Chapter Eleven. I think it is coming back. But what I wanted to say is, PJ Walker, XFL star, PJ Walker. Got a start in the NFL because Teddy Teddy Bridgewater went down for the Carolina Panthers. Oh my God! Isn't that crazy? That was like when that was like whenever Tommy Maddox from the first and from the first XFL got his chance in Pittsburgh, and I think he was the only one from the original XFL because I don't think he hate me got a deal in the NFL. I, I know I know that he hate me had a I don't even know his real name. No. I just know him as he hate me. That's what I was about to say. Uh, but hang on, real quick, let me look up. Something. Oh, and the Panthers won that one. Yeah, they won to nothing. Yes, yes, they did. Which is good on them. I know this isn't the Cowboys, and you guys may or may not care, but that's just one of those stories, man. That you just feel good. You just you just feel good for the guy. Twenty four of thirty four passing, two hundred fifty eight yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. So I mean, mediocre. I wouldn't say good, but definitely, obviously I mean, good it, enough. It depends on what the te- what the interceptions were like. You know, if it was like two tipped balls where his receivers should have caught it and they just didn't, and then it tipped to somebody, that's not on him. I didn't watch the game, but it's still it just makes you feel good to see that happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, and who knows? He would have never gotten that chance if not for the XFL. So Vince McMahon, once again, creating job? One. One job. Yep, one so far. Where did he go to college? I don't know. All right, who cares? Yeah, I don't care that much. Yeah, you want to move on to college? Like, I've got got nothing else for the Cowboys. Speaking of college. Let's do it. Go ahead. Uh, I want to say that we were both right and wrong. (laughs) Yeah. The Longhorns... That in every game, we were one of us was right yep. in one respect. Yep. And wrong in one respect. Yep. So the Longhorns did not cover, like I said they wouldn't. But but, but they didn't win because the game got postponed. Yeah, so, but I'm sure that game will get canceled. You think so? Yeah, what's the point of of of, of it, Texas playing Kansas? I know that it, Kansas always it comes down to Texas having a seven and two record and Oklahoma State having an eight and two record, yeah. you better damn believe they're gonna play that game. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just we'll see what happens, and that's probably why. But if it doesn't matter, then it won't matter. And I, I don't think it's not just because that it, that's Kansas, but it, it just seems like that there's so right. many games right now that are being postponed and, right. and a lot of games that are being canceled. <laughs> did you see what uh did you hear did you see what Dabo Sweeney said about the Florida State game? Uh-uh. He said that the whole reason why they that they got COVID is because they were scared to play Clemson. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I thought that was funny. It is funny, but that's one of those things where you're like, yeah. I know, I know. Only Dabo <laughs> can get, even get away with saying. I know. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Only Dabo or Lane Kiffin. Yeah, for the opposite yeah, reasons. Yeah, right. For right. opposite reasons. Um. 
I will I'm say. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm making a lot of noise. My microphone won't stay up for some reason. You, did you take the pill? Go down. <laughs> Make um, sad sliding whistle noise. I will say, I am glad that this game got postponed as early as it did because Texas has Iowa State next week. Mm, yeah. And you give Tom Herman. 10 days to prepare, you're going to get a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah, no, so, and especially after what Iowa State did yeah. to Kansas. And that's such a shame, man. Because, yeah. I mean, so moving I would, on to Kansas yeah, State. Yeah, I know, State. dude. It, it, like, it's such a shame that this game ended up being the way that it was going into it in the first place. Yeah. The score, regardless. But we, we just had such high hopes for this game, and we thought that this was going to be like a preview of. Maybe the winner of this plays in the big or whatever, and Kansas State has just <laughs> fallen flat, man. Yeah. It, that that first game that they lost, it doesn't appear that that was as big of a fluke as we thought it was. No, it seems like the games that they won were the fluky things. Yeah, I know they just kind of. But see if if you look at it though, if you look at the game, it was really that second quarter whenever everything got out of hand for them. Like it just Kansas State just didn't show up for that one quarter. I mean, really they didn't show they up didn't for any quarter. Yeah, game. they didn't they didn't show up offensively either, but, but So, but uh but Iowa State wins 45 to nothing. Mhm. I was pretty close. I said I could see it being 35 to Did I say 35-14? I don't remember. I don't remember. All I do all I know is I remember saying that Iowa State was going to win big. And there they did, and, and they they, they came out and they played like the number seventeen team in the comp in the in the nation. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're just being like like just saying, and uh, Iowa State here. I mean, what a huge game for them next week, and I we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit. But that like with that big of a win, I think that this I think that that game that Iowa State has next week against Texas is going to be that game that we thought that Iowa State and Kansas State was going to be. So at yeah. least we've got that going for us, but we'll we'll get in we'll get into that later. Uh, and then the other game that really just fell flat. What a is, sh- what a shame! And this this is how this is how. And I said it was going to be like we were both right. I though. know. I and I said I was right about Oklahoma's score. You you were, were one point off, weren't you? Yeah. Well, one point off. Yeah. Uh, you were. Dead on of Oklahoma, about Oklahoma State score. No, you were dead on about one score. You said it. You wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma got thirteen points, which I was like, "What?" Because you picked Oklahoma State to win. Yeah, I know. And you said seventeen uh, thirteen. And I well, like, I said no at first. Oh. I no, I said it was twenty four twenty one. But then you said but it you wouldn't, wouldn't surprise be surprised if yeah. it was if it was less. So I mean, it just goes to show you, man. I have no idea what I'm talking about <laughs> well, whenever it comes to college football. Well, you were right that Oklahoma's defense showed up. Uh, huh. But yeah, we were, they both, were yeah, we Oklahoma both had missed like a... that one on Oklahoma State. I will say I watched the whole game. Yeah. And the uh the game was not close at any point, but part of it is Chuba Hubbard was hurt and was he really? Yeah. Um so he wasn't 100%. And Spencer Sanders got uh, tackled or sacked in the first quarter. I think it was like the second or third drive. And he slammed his head on the ground. And he went out for concussion protocol. For, for the whole game? No, he came in in like the last seven minutes. 
but why? I don't know. Why? Like, yeah, like at that point, you gotta okay. Yeah. But um, so they were playing a true freshman who was playing like a true freshman. Yeah. So I mean, and, this and you know how I said, oh, people are gonna. I think people think that the moment will be too big for Spencer Radler. Well, it was too big for uh, Illingworth. 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 Whatever. Um, the uh, freshman for o- yeah, Illing, Oklahoma State. Illingworth. Not so, Illings. Illing. Well, whatever. Illingworth. Uh, it was too big for him, for sure. He was overthrowing people, underthrowing people. It was the only reason why he didn't throw picks because <laughs> they were none of them, no, yeah. it was nowhere near. Yeah, anyone. It was nowhere anyone. near anyone. <laughs> anyone. He went four for 20. Mm. And three of those completions were on the first drive. And see, that's such a that's such a shame because yeah, it, it looked like that this game was set up to be that shootout that we yeah. thought it was going and to be, and so so the, the 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 final score of this has been misconstrued, <clears throat> and it'll be lost not misconstrued, but it it'll. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma handled them. You yeah, know? Uh, but that's the thing is Oklahoma showed up, the defense showed up ready to play, and that guy showed up ready to watch. Yeah, and then uh oh, I have to play. Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, and that's not on him, man. That's no, not him. No, I mean, no, it should yeah. be on him to be ready to go, but, but it's it's not on him time, for being he, fucking 18 years old. He can't control it. And what a huge moment that was yeah. for him. You know he was oh. probably pissing his pants. Yeah. Probably literally, you know? Like, it's just one of those things that it's just... It's such a shame because... Now, and, and now both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have very favorable schedules. Yeah. As long as everyone in Oklahoma State is healthy. But even if they're not, man, like, it's just... <laughs> Oklahoma State had a game rescheduled... Uh, I don't know which one it was, but they've got Texas Tech, TCU, and Baylor left. Yeah. And you would think that, regardless of who's at quarterback, that they could win all three of those games as long as Chuba Hubbard is ready to go. And do you know Do you know what happened to him? Uh, Chuba Hubbard? Yeah. He, he, they just said his uh, ankle was... Not a hundred percent. Okay, so, so it was it was causing him pain. I don't I don't know if there was an actual diagnosis or anything or just yeah. ankle stiffness and soreness. But, I mean, but it had to. It couldn't have just been ankle stiffness because if it was, you know, he would have been playing. It had to have been something. No, he huge. was playing. Oh, he. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you said he. I thought you said no, he was, no, no, oh, no. Oh, he was, whenever he you was said playing. he was hurt, he, he was playing hurt. Yes, sorry. Oh, yeah. okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. He he just wasn't 100, percent and you could see it. He didn't have the same burst mm-hmm. that that he normally has. But well, and you I don't mean, even need that big of a burst to beat Texas Tech, TCU, and Baylor. So <laughs> so it's still set up for them to go eight and two. Yeah, and Oklahoma has has a very favorable schedule for the for the for the remaining time that they've got, so it's set up for them to go eight and two. But this one game is, is going to fuck them out of the. Who does Oklahoma have left? West Virginia and Baylor. So yeah. West Virginia, it'll it, I, it's a little less favorable for Oklahoma because West Virginia is one of those teams you just don't know which team is going to show up, and it's at West Virginia too. But even still, I don't think we'll we'll discuss that in a second. We'll yeah. we'll discuss it in a second. But yeah, it, but yeah. just I'm just saying, like it, both schedules for them are super favorable. So, both games in the Big Twelve this week just were real dullards. Um, I, I don't I don't have anything else to add to you. Before we move on to next week, uh, I mean, no, yeah, just just the the surprising or semi surprising, I guess. Uh, way that Oklahoma's defense showed up because it's not uh, they, they jumped out 21 and nothing real quick with a quickness and it's not like they uh 
<clears throat> it's not like Spencer Sanders went down in the first, you know, quarter, but he had been making drives. Like, no, they'd, they'd gone three and out once, and uh, he'd thrown an interception. And, and Oklahoma got the ball back on the 20. So Yeah, so it was one of those things that even if Spencer Sanders was playing, it looked like that Oklahoma was just ready to go. Yeah. And, and it w- but still, I think that if Spencer Sanders was in, you, he you probably would have settled. Gap. He, would, he would have settled, yeah. and he would have been able to close that gap. So you say that Oklahoma's defense came to play. They, they came to play to start out the game, and then it sounds like that they didn't have to do anything else afterwards. The, it's not that they didn't have to do anything Obviously, else. Obviously, they had to, but it just— But they, the, the things that they had to do were— not even close to as difficult as they were prepared to do. Yeah. So just what a shame. What a what a what a yeah. sh- what a what a shame of a week yeah. for Big Twelve football. And then Texas getting their game postponed. Like that's that's always a shame. You don't ever want to see, regardless which team for which team you root. It's just you don't want to see anybody's game gets postponed. Yeah. Yeah. Especially but, not for all this, man. But as a Texas fan, great timing. Yeah. Great timing because. Let's they've got in. they've got that Friday game this week. Let's move into next it's, it's, week. Yeah, they got that or this coming week. Yeah, they got that Friday game, and it it might as well be a push, dude. Dude, yeah. Right now, believe it or not, Texas is a one point favorite. Yeah. So I like it doesn't get any closer than that unless unless it's an even push, you know. Yeah. Um, not a push, but like a. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So an even spread. So, <laughs> right now, the way that it's set up, it. If if the favorites win, um, there's going to be a four way tie for first place in the Big Twelve. Oh, at the like at the end at of the, the year. end of the year. Yeah, but if, it'll still if the favorites hold. Yeah. each week. Yep. As of no? right now. Oh well, yeah, because well, Iowa State it won't be Texas. Well, okay, never mind. No. Okay, you're talking about like what Vegas right. has it ranked. Yeah. not not the uh, not the rankings. No, no, no. The the favorites as far as each game. So, yeah, okay, like okay. Texas is favored against Iowa State right now by Oklahoma, one point. Yeah, Oklahoma which, State. Which and that Oklahoma. that'll probably move closer to game time, but so it might as well be a tie. <coughs> yeah. So so that first game there. I mean, who do, who do you see? Who do you see taking it? Because it's, I I would say that I'm going to pick Texas simply simply because it's in Austin. If it was in Ames, I would pick Iowa State. Uh well okay I'm I am also going to pick Texas for a couple of reasons. One is <clears throat> including bowl games. Tom Herman does not typically he does not lose if he gets more than one week to prepare. It just doesn't happen. I mean it it happens, but it doesn't typically happen. Um if you throw out Maryland because they're his kryptonite, apparently. Um, <clears throat> and it's in Austin, which only means it's not in Ames because weird things happen in Ames. The weirdest things happen the in weirdest Ames. I'm telling you, like, that's the one place I'm t- we've already discussed. But it, all, but, although, yeah. although this year, the weirdest thing might be Texas winning. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but they're both coming in on three game win streaks. Yep. Um, I just, I see, I see Iowa State being a little overconfident with how they handled Kansas State. Well, and see, and and they both, like, and Iowa State, 
even this year, just they haven't lost on. They've only lost on the road once. But then Texas doesn't lose at home either. They've lost at home once. So it, it like it really is like it does not get much more even than this. Right. This is this is this is going to be as tight as it gets. Right. And, and this is a battle for if Texas wins, then th- that puts them in the driver's seat mm-hmm. for their chance. I think the winner if, of this game really, really sets themselves up much. for meeting Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. Yeah, pretty much. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, Kansas State. And then, oh, it looks like Kansas has been rescheduled for December 12th. Okay. But Iowa State, um, if it's a three-way tie at 8-2 and two between... No, it wouldn't be a three-way tie. I, yeah, because Oklahoma State wouldn't be tied. Yeah, because Iowa State would have the better record. So, well, no, Iowa State would still be eight and two. No, not if they, a, not if, if they win this game. If they win this game and then win the next game, they'd finish nine and one. Iowa State? No, they have two losses. They have two losses. Oh, but uh, yeah, you conference, they, yeah, conference losses. Yeah, no, though. yeah, you're looking at conference, conference losses. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, Iowa, they would finish yeah. eight and one in the conference. Yeah. Uh, well, and see, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. This is going to be nuts because if they went out and Oklahoma State wins out, Oklahoma State has the tiebreaker over Iowa State. But Oklahoma State has a worse conference record. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're right. So, yeah, it's it's the winner. Oklahoma State would be tied with Oklahoma as far as conference record. As far as conference record, yes. Oklahoma would have the tiebreaker. Yeah. Okay, so it would be Iowa State and Oklahoma. So, pretty much whoever wins this game... As you, long as they take think, care of you business. You think, yes. Yes. Uh, whoever wins this game is the odds-on favorite to go to play in the Big 12 championship. Right now, Oklahoma is the favorite to... to the only one that's like for sure in more than one scenario, they're going to get there. And Iowa State has beaten Oklahoma <clears throat> this year. Right. Hmm. Right. Woo. What a game this is going to be Friday. Like... I almost want to predict the score of this game and not the TCU Kansas game. <laughs> but I mean we'll, we'll stick with it. Like okay. we'll 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 stick with yeah, with our I, typical I would tradition. Be, I would yeah. Be too nervous to... Yeah, it's I mean nervous. Like well, it's not, not like we not got nervous, money riding on this nervous, here, but <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to begin to cuz both teams have proven they can show up on defense and or they can show up on offense and and mm. Or they could not show up on offense or defense, oh, and it could be a shootout. It could be a slugfest. It I could hate, be. I hate that I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm taking Iowa State. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think. I think. I think you, you think have Matt I, Campbell gets it done. Well, I, I'm sitting here looking at everything and looking at who Iowa State has beaten and looking at looking at uh, everything that Texas has done this year and how fickle that they've been. Texas has, and Iowa State has been super consistent pretty much all year long and so i like i honest i i just i just I, yeah i i think iowa state takes it i mean their and their loss to begin the season doesn't look as bad because it was to the raging cajuns who are now ranked in the top 25 i know so, i know god dude yeah i i think i'm i think i'm gonna pick iowa state who was their who was their second loss it was hold on i'm yeah i was already two steps ahead of you it was oh no it would be oklahoma the, state oh yeah 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 you're right but then texas beat oklahoma state yeah so. Yeah, but Oklahoma State, you could you could argue that Oklahoma State was coming <laughs> off of the No. So Yeah, fuck. <laughs> dude, the Big Twelve. Dude, really this is, is uh... dude, I know. This is oh my god. 
this this is going to be the game of the year. Like it, like I don't I don't see any way. I, hope, and, I mean, part of me hopes, and the other part of me is like, no, I hope. I hope. No, Texas I mean, regardless who wins, out. I think like this is going to be this game where you look back it on defines, it. And yes, it it's going to define the season, the regardless season how it looks. For whoever wins, yes, for whoever wins, like it's just one of those things, and like really, truly are in the, the driver's really seat. Is yeah, the season. On the line yes, for this both is. Teams. Yes. Oh man, see, because, this is what's exciting about because, college football. Because here's what happens. Here is what would happen if. If Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and I and and Texas went out, which would mean Texas beats Iowa State, there there's a four way tie for uh, first place in the Big Twelve. If if who if who all wins out, I'm sorry. If Texas, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State win out, yes, and Iowa State wins the rest of their games that aren't to Texas or aren't against Texas, then there's a four way tie in the conference. Oh, okay, for conference record. Okay, I see what you're saying. In that situation, it would go down to the record within the tie. Again, so their so, record so that, against so that, the other teams in the tie. So that so the Raging Cajun loss against Iowa State wouldn't affect them at all? No. Even though they'd have more losses than everyone else? <laughs> right, because they would it would only be in their conference. Okay. Only in the conference. Okay. Okay. Um Damn. Yeah. Damn. So uh, seven and three Iowa State team, eight and two Texas, eight and two Oklahoma, eight and two Oklahoma, eight, eight and two Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State, which is technically legitimately, a, which is legitimately tied. a possibility. But here's what happens: it goes down. It would go down to the record against the teams within, within the within the tie. Within the tie, Iowa State would have a one and two record. Oklahoma State would have a one and two record. Texas and Oklahoma would have two and one records, and it would be Texas Oklahoma part two. Ah, okay. But see, once again, I don't think anyone would be too sad about that. I think Iowa State and Oklahoma State would be, but at yeah. the same time, win your fucking conference games, and then you're all Iowa State has to do is win. Yeah. All they have to do is beat Texas, and then that shit is does not happen. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Like it'd be it'd be exciting to see, but I mean. Not exciting because I mean, obviously, you just broke down the who would be the who would be playing each other. But yeah, I mean, I just, I really do think that Iowa State is gonna. But oh, see, but, that, they, they, but they play West Virginia, so if they if they beat Texas and then lose to West Virginia, they could turn around and get dropped down into a tie again <laughs> with West Virginia. No, no, with the with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, and. Or not Texas. It would be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oh, oh, oh okay. State. I see. What, okay, I see what you're saying. I was like, that's why I was like, with West Virginia, like, what are you talking about? No, no, they no, would, no, no. They would okay, turn around and get dropped down into a three-way tie. That's if they beat Texas and that's, lose to West Virginia. If they beat okay, Texas I got and lose to West Virginia. They being Iowa State. If Iowa State beats Texas and loses to West Virginia, yes. and West Virginia, anything could happen. But it's in Ames. I don't see it happening. Oh uh, well. Yeah. It is in Ames. I don't see it happening. No. So fuck, man. That's yeah. That Friday night game. That's gonna be a lot of fun, dude. Uh, it's Friday not a Friday, afternoon. Yeah, Friday afternoon. Say, I'm sorry. Friday, Friday at noon. Friday at noon. Man, why are the best games always when I'm at work? I won't be at work for that one. I... Bam! I'm gonna be watching that. So, all right. So after that, uh, going into Saturday, November 28th, we've got the first game at noon is Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. It's dude. at it's in Stillwater, so I I think in Oklahoma State is a ten and a half point favorite. Do we I, need to break that one down? No, no. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take. Well, I think it depends on. I think it depends on how healthy Oklahoma State is. Yeah, if if uh, Spencer Sanders 
Because Spencer Sanders missed a couple games earlier, so it's not like that freshman who came in had zero play time, but his play time was, I think, against Kansas State. Yeah. And maybe Baylor. And I mean, at least no, this uh, game. Kansas. I mean, and at least, although not here, Kansas. Kansas. Uh, and and this is going to be, if he starts, it'll be at home. It's going to be against a far inferior team than Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I think I'm still going to take Oklahoma State. I don't. I th- I think Texas Tech covers the spread. So you think it's within? I think it's within ten points. Yeah. But but I think Oklahoma State takes it. Well, ten at ten points would be covering. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ten points or less. Yeah. Excuse me. So yeah, I'm gonna take Oklahoma State. But if you're if you're a betting person, take Texas Tech. Because clearly, I know what I'm talking about whenever it comes to college football. Whatever I say, do the opposite. <laughs> Every instinct I've ever had. Dude, has, has I'm been telling wrong. you, I am George Costanza, man. I am George Costanza. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma State, too. Like, All right, so... I, don't, I didn't realize, like, I was like, why are we not moving Yeah, on? I'm saying, oh, I, I was right, like, are you I thinking about something it. here? <laughs> I, right, I never said it. All I'm right, so... State too. Next, we've got a set, <laughs> and then we've got like a, like a slew of late night games here. So then we've got at 7 p.m., uh, Kansas State and Baylor, which is, I'm pretty sure the first time Baylor's been the favorite. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> In a which game, is, which all I mean, year. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Kansas State though. I think that I think that Kansas State got embarrassed in a game that they should have been. It should have been. Or at the beginning of the year, they thought it was gonna be like this Texas and Iowa State game, and I, I think that they're gonna go to. Uh, it's in Waco. I get it, but yeah. And the fact that they're not a favorite against Baylor. Is, is going to be another insult to them, so I'm going to take Kansas State. Yeah, I take Kansas State as well. All right. Then at 7.30 p.m., uh, Oklahoma at West Virginia. Yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. yeah. And then the night game where we're going to... Pre- oh, my God. How in the hell? <laughs> how in the hell are we going to predict this fucking score? <laughs> Here's what I don't get. The TCU at Kansas. At Kansas. Although, not yeah. Uh, Although, eight, not here. We make this joke every week. <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> okay. I, I was talking to my guy all wrong. It's the wrong tone. You do uh, it again. Stub you in the face with the soldering iron. Let me ask you a question. Does your mother sew? Get Bam! her to sew that. Get her to sew that. All right, sorry. Go on. Uh, so. Okay, so. So TCU at Kansas. <coughs> TCU at Kansas. So boogie boarding. So boogie boarding. Obviously, we're picking TCU. Yeah, I'm picking TCU as well. And that TCU is a 24-point favorite. Kansas so far this year, I'm looking this up, has given up season high point totals. How do you do it? Oh, season high? Okay. To everybody but Oklahoma. I mean, they looked, they scored 23 points against Coastal Carolina, and then they put up 22 points against Iowa State. And those are their best games. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and they didn't play Texas, so they've had a little bit of time to prepare for TCU. Yeah, 
and it's a home game. Yeah. But so the bigger question. Okay, no, the I'm not the only. I say all that to say, not does Kansas win, but does TCU cover? Right, because they're 24. 24 and a half. 24. Is it 24 on the yeah. dot? Yep, 24 on the news. On the news. Um, <clears throat> well, here, okay. I've, I've got my score. Their, their two highest score point totals have been 22 and 23 points. Yes. The lowest amount of points they've given up to anybody was 38 to Coastal Carolina, right? No, no. Oh, right. I forgot about Coastal Carolina. No, it was 38 to Coastal Carolina and West Virginia. Oh, look at that. Okay. <clears throat> so. And I even, mean, TCU. Even at their. Even at their listen, listen TC, and TCU has not been lighting the world on fire whenever it comes to putting points on the board. I know that it's I know that it's a bunch of 34s and 33s. Their most is 37. Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. Their most is 34 and they did it twice, once against Texas Tech and then once in a loss at Iowa State. So it's not like they're putting up a whole lot of points here, but they're also not playing Kansas. an 0 and 7 Kansas. Yeah. yeah. So But with Kansas having a week to having more than a week to prepare, it, it, like you could honestly sit there and look at it and say, the possibility of covering is bit. It like is there. So it's going to depend on. Obviously, it's going to depend on many factors, but like the 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 possibility of 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 TCU not covering is there. Like it, there is a chance that they don't cover. Right. And that's I know that that's the you can say that about any game and whatever anyone can win. But I'm just saying like there's a lot of things up in the air that says that TCU probably probably won't cover. So do you think that they do? <clears throat> no, I don't think TCU covers cuz even if Kansas uh even if TCU rolls with the Kansas trend which is giving up season high point totals to everybody except Oklahoma and even Oklahoma got pretty close. Um not uh, even Oklahoma. Oklahoma the only reason they didn't give up the season high to Oklahoma is because Oklahoma kicked that shit out of Missouri State to open up the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and and last year TCU fifty one fourteen. Right. So TCU can put up big points against this last team. year's team. I know. I understand. I understand. Just saying. But if, if TCU's point total, like their their high, is uh, thirty four, right? Yes, 34. So the real question is, is TCU going to be able to put up 40 points? Because TCU's defense has been suspect. And although Kansas has... See, you were singing a different tune about TCU whenever they were playing Texas Tech. I was, but over the course of the season, they have looked suspect. (laughs) I was going off of Gary Patterson's track record... And now I can go off of this team's actual record. Uh, they played Texas Tech two weeks ago. <clears throat> I know. <laughs> oh, okay, I say they're suspect. It's it's. Ter- 
Iowa State has put up the most points against them mm-hmm. at 37. 37. So they held Oklahoma to 33. They held Kansas State to 21. Held Texas to that's, And see, and that's not as impressive now right. as but it they, looked then. They held Texas to 33. Yep. Sorry, no, 31. Yep. Uh, but then they turned around and gave up 23 to Baylor. And then held Texas Tech to 18. Mm-hmm. And then gave up 24 to West Virginia. But see, but that Texas Tech game, like I said, whenever we talked about it last week, Texas Tech, like, they were trading blows there, and it could, like, and Xavier White dropped a wide-open pass that would have put put up even more points for them. It was just a drop by Xavier White that made it not so bad. So they could have put up 25-plus points on TCU's defense. Right. So... I okay. I don't think TCU covers. I think they drop the ball on defense, and you see the same team that gave up twenty four points to Baylor show up. And I think it's. I don't think they get forty five points. I think. I think it's. I think they go forty two twenty one. So the they win handily, but. Not quite covering. I think they win 42-21. I think uh I think TCU has had a really tough road so far. Because I I like like we always talk about, I think the Big 12 is extremely underrated. And you look at the teams that they've had to go through, your Iowa State, <laughs> your Texas, your Oklahoma, your West Virginia. Really, the only real and I, I say West Virginia just because it was it, it was in West Virginia. You never know which team is going to show up for that game, right? And, and West Virginia showed up last week against TCU, held them to six points. Yeah. So they have not played a team this bad. They are battle hardened. They are tested, and I think that they're ready to show that if you play a really shitty team, that uh, or if this team plays or if this TCU team plays a really shitty team, that they can just spank them like everyone else has. So I think TCU does cover, and I think that they finally cracked that 40-point margin. Like you just said, I think that they put up 42 points as well, but I think they hold Kansas to 7. So I think that they win 42-7. to seven. Okay. So 42-21, 42-7. Yeah, and it's not even like that we're... <laughs> It's it, this is like whose line is it anyway? The the score the points are made up and the no the scores are made up and the points don't count so it doesn't even oh, here, really matter. The, here's the thing I I I expect to see a lot of running plays in this game a lot of running plays. Why is that? Uh, well, because Max Duggan is not the most accurate passer in the world, and he's he proven that he can scramble with a lot of them and too. He, and yeah, he but he is a good runner. Uh, so. I think it's going to be one of those situations where Gary Patterson looks at it and goes, well, the advantage goes to us if we could slow this game down and keep their keep I their mean, offense off the field. Not that it's like going to be a, uh, one of those situations where they're, they have a potent offense that you're trying to keep off the field. I think it's a situation where it's like their offense is kind of inept, and the longer we can keep them off the field, the less time they have to get any kind of a rhythm going. And the more we might be getting three and outs. So yeah. So why why go against what's worked for you? And that's probably why that they haven't cracked the forty point margin is because right. they run it a lot and the clock is constantly oh, moving. Worked for them. They're three and four. 
Well, I mean, it's worked better. It's worked better for like it worked against it worked like, against Texas. Yeah, it worked against Texas and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I'm just it has worked for them. I'm not saying yes. that it's worked for them all year. It's right, just right. it's what they're comfortable with doing, and so it just seems like that. Uh, it's it. It's, but but once again, they've never played a team this bad. So maybe they're gonna maybe Gary Patterson will feel a little bit more comfortable allowing Max Duggan to get some passes in there, and maybe he completes some and gets big yards big yardage in this game through the air. Just because this is like, I think that like, I think that like uh, an excellent high school team might be able to like compete with this. I'm not saying that they, they that they would beat them, but I think that a really really excellent high school team could the compete score with might this. Kind of close, I, but I'm not saying that they'd beat them. Like that's that's that is asinine to say. And yeah. anyone anyone that ever says that like, oh well, Alabama could beat like the Jets this year. No, no they can't. Shut your mouth. Like you don't understand just how good these professional football players are. Right. So anyone that says that, well, the national championship should play the worst NFL team and and see what happens. Like, no. First of all, the NFL would never sign off on that. College football would never sign off on that. And it would be just an ultimate practice in futility because the NFL team would win every time and they would win huge every well, time. And if you look I mean, just look at look at the quarterback play from the Jets right now, everybody's like, "Ooh, it kind of sucks," because Sam Darnold looks kind of, mm, yeah, questionable, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. What? How did he look in college? Oh, that's right, he was torching people. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's with, why you have so many college floppers with, in the NFL without a whole roster full of NFL talent around him. He was torching people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what does that tell you? I mean, Alabama, Clemson, like they are their top dogs when it comes to college. In, in college, but like even not even for them, not their whole their whole roster doesn't make it to the NFL. You know? Yeah. Right. So. Right. Like like ninety percent of their roster doesn't make it to the NFL. <coughs> Maybe not ninety. 80 percent. I would say of Alabama and Clemson, like seventy five, eighty percent probably. Uh, I I would say that it's almost all of their starters. And, almost, yeah, and and then, yeah, anyone else? Yeah, not not really so much. Yeah, but if you if you start at any time for that for either of those schools, you are probably going to make it in the NFL, or not make it in the NFL, make it to the NFL, right? Uh, so, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's why I'm saying I, that's, that's yeah. how, that, but anyway, the, we, I say all that to say, that's how bad this Kansas team really is, is I can look at a really good high school team and could say that I'm not saying that they would beat them, but I think that they would compete <laughs> better than Alabama would compete against the Jets. Yeah. I don't, I think Alabama versus the Jets wouldn't, it would, it, it Alabama might score 14 points. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, no telling how many points the Jets would Yeah, score. the Jets would just, yeah, they'd have a field day. I'd say probably in the 60s somewhere, but I think it would be closer, the high school team, to, to uh, Kansas. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? <coughs> the only thing left to say. Is I think you need to get ready. JR, are you ready? I think you need to get ready. ready. Get ready! Woo! We're on tour and we're doing it better than anyone else alive. 
Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! See you next week. <laughs>